Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girl. It is our final episode of the Freedom Series. We are bringing it to a close today. Today's episode is For the Girl Who Needs Freedom from Half heartedness. This is one that hits home. We've done a couple like wholehearted episodes before and you girls love it. So I think you're really going to love today's episode. Um, (laughs) You girls love it is a very funny way to put that. I know. (laughs) I wish I could take it back. You ladies are going to love this one. I wish I could take it back. What would you say if you could reset? (laughs) Just say like, I think a lot of us struggle with oh, yeah. half-heartedness. Yeah. And so I think this is because you of acted us. as if you don't struggle with it. Yeah. Guys, like, hey, you. We don't edit our podcasts. What goes, <laughs> goes. You know, we like to give you our most authentic selves. So, okay, there you go. That's it. So, um, do okay. you guys know that um, we always fight over who started the name for the girl? Like, who had that creative idea? Yeah. It's really funny. And we do. It is. I think I think it's me. I think it's me. And she thinks that's her. (laughs) Yeah. And I refuse to give it up. Yeah. Because it's pretty brilliant. (laughs) It's pretty brilliant. We need last week's episode, the pride one. Yeah. We're pretty prideful today. Yeah. We need to pause. Okay. If you haven't listened to our episode on pride, (laughs) we promise it's good. We are going to be re-listening to that one. We need it. Okay. But do you listen back to our podcast, by the way? I'd say I listen back to like half of them. I don't make it through all of them. Yeah. But um, some- the guests were fun because you can like hear that again. Yeah. But I don't always listen back through completely. Yeah. So same. sometimes I say really embarrassing things and I like to forget about it forever and yeah. act like it didn't happen. So yeah. Yeah. You just black it out and then yeah. forget that there's so many people that listen to it. I truly forget people listen to this podcast. So. Hey guys. Okay. Um, but before we jump into today's episode, we have to do three minute tea and we are currently on tour right now, which is crazy. It has been so amazing and so fun. And so we wanted to spill the tea on some behind the scenes things that happen on tour that you probably haven't thought about. So setting the timer three minutes on the clock. Okay. Set. Go. Anybody struggle with their bowel movements while traveling? Me. Yeah. This is my, this is the crux of my life. Yeah. Because I have to travel a lot for work and then now we're on tour. And I swear to you, the moment that I pack a suitcase, it's like I can't go to the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like my system clogs nothing. I got nothing. I think it's mental. I mean, I I know it's mental. mental. It's mental. Actually, is it? We don't know. We should have Googled the science. You know what? Recently, so actually back at Thanksgiving, um, this happened. So I was at Tyler's family's house for Thanksgiving and I was telling Tyler like, yeah, I'm really struggling. Like, you know, could you get me something in the store or whatever? And he's like, da, da, da. And like, we're whispering in the corner and then I'm like talking to his mom and his mom and I are whispering in the corner and then I walk over to the kitchen. You were talking to his mom about the poop situation? Yeah, like, you know, she was going to get me something or whatever. Nice. And I walk into the kitchen and his grandparents and his like aunt and uncle, they're all talking. Like I walk over and his grandpa's like, you really need to have some honey and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Tyler, did you announce it to the whole family that I can't go to the bathroom? And he's like, Sorry, you know, I think so it's his funny. whole family knows. I think it's funny we're all like scared of like saying like poop stuff because we all poop. 
Yeah, we all poop, but for some like, reason, why? like I like that pooping is private. But yet here we are on a podcast talking about it. So that you're I poop can't go. shyer. You're a shy pooper. So I like, mean. tell me about you. Do you just like poop on tour? Like, how does this work? It's when funny. do you go? I like literally like totally have no problems. When like, do you go? My poop is healthier than ever. But like, when do you go? That's what I want to know. Like, when we get to the venue, do you um, go find a bathroom? Yes, I do it anytime, anywhere. So like. The, yeah, like venues, quiet moments when you wake up in the morning. Um, but I'm Ugh. pretty quick at pooping too. Like I can do a quick like stop at the gas station and fit it in. With, really? By the time of you peeing, I'm done pooping. Oh my goodness. I'm so jealous. I don't prefer that though at the gas station because I hate sitting on toilets. This is like awful. Like literally, you know how I can bad stand your stomach poop. hurts when you can't? You can stand and poop? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I can hover and <laughs> <laughs> oh <my. laughs> that's how good I am <laughs> okay wait I'm gonna I figure out the trick for you though okay can by the end of this tour I need to be better because yeah. it was it's bad uh-huh. it's bad it's not fun she gets grumpy too I do it doesn't grumpy. only affect her physical health that affects her mental my health and spiritual honestly and spiritual lord help me please it's getting deep no it's really brutal and rough but so that's like one thing about tour tour has been amazing that's not been amazing. I'll tell you what. I have not made eye contact with Patrick, our recorder, <laughs> <laughs> since we've talked about poop right now. But again, uh, once again, Patrick, you poop as well. Can I confirm? Yeah, most of us do. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, we need an update. You've been with us now for six weeks on yeah. the For the Girl podcast. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning, you said that you thought we were crazy. <laughs> What's your thoughts now? Yeah. Um, oh. I, you know, Yeah. <laughs> he's at a loss of words he's at a loss for words of what he thinks about us wow I will well quote. Patrick we've only talked about like honeymoons pooping uh, yeah. lingerie in front of you it's so. good yeah. yeah yeah okay guys well that one was fun once again shake it off Getting a good, pure mindset. Um, and, you know, we're going to... I oh, hope if you somebody have any advice, at tour gives me laxatives. That would be hilarious. <laughs> if you have advice for Mac, please. DM me, please. DM me. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, yeah, let's get into this episode. No more talking about pooping. We promise it is time to talk about freedom from half-heartedness. Let's do it. Okay, For the Girl fam, I am so excited to tell you about one of our favorite podcast partnerships, and that is Podcorn, P-O-D corn. Podcorn is amazing because they are the reason why we get to tell you about all of our favorite brands and products. It's an online platform that allows podcasts to connect with their favorite brands, subscriptions, and products to be able to share them with their audience like our incredible For the Girl audience. So if you're a podcaster or you have a friend who is a podcaster or maybe you're interested in podcasting, we get so many messages about girls that want to start their own podcast. You got to check out Podcorn. They have an incredible team that will help you get your dashboard set up and you'll be able to start chatting with your favorite brand so you can connect and share about some of these incredible products that we get to share with you guys um, through this amazing, amazing platform. So check it out. All you got to do is go over to podcorn.com to find all the information, all the details and get started with podcasting today. Okay, guys, we are talking about Half-hearted, being half-hearted. Being half-hearted. And as I was preparing for this, I kept thinking of a song. Oh. Do you know what song I'm thinking about? Mm Mm-mm. Do you know the John Mayer song, Half of My Heart? 
he oh, wrote it yeah. about T Swift. You know? Oh, cute. Can you sing it for us? I don't know it. Oh, gosh. I love when you sing. <laughs> Give me a little, like, what it I starts like. I can't sing. I can't sing. You know? What I does mean? it start like? Uh, well, the, the chorus is like, Having my heart's got a grip on the situation. Having my heart takes time. Oh, pretty da, good. Da, da, da. I don't know this song. It's saying he's like, he's like, but I can't keep loving you with half of my heart. You know that song? <laughs> that was good, Mac. <laughs> I, I didn't even listen to the lyrics. I was just listening, listening to, to your voice. voice. Yeah. But you know, retired wow. country singer. Okay, so John Mayer struggles with half-heartedness. Yes, John Mayer, he let he loved T Swift with half of his heart, but he half. even John Mayer recognized that that wasn't enough. Wow, that's yeah. right. So I think we all can. But well, we're excited to talk about this. Number one, because I think this every one of us fall into this bow. And number two, um, we do a lot of things with half of our hearts. I mean, you guys, I think we half-heartedly. Do our homework. I oh, bet yeah. you're college Less girls. Less than half-heartedly. <laughs> we were only given that 10%. 10% of our hearts. A quarter there. But yeah. um, that, I mean, we probably half-heartedly um, even work out. I, oh, that's yeah. real, right? Going to the gym and giving it some effort. Oh, yes. Then not the full thing. You do about like 10 curls and then you you rest for 15 minutes you know yeah get some water what are they things so do you have of our heart with like oh our new little new year's resolutions oh yeah you know it's just hard to kick it into full gear and we even do I think half of our heart with even our just like our regular rhythms with Jesus I think yeah. I mean I can't tell you how many times I like open up my bible or do a study or journal and I'm like just halfway there. Yeah. You know? It's so true. And I think that's the truth is that we're all so used to doing things half-heartedly. We yeah. do so many things in our life halfway. Yeah. So it's really easy for that to infiltrate into our relationship with Jesus because we've kind of convinced ourselves like, oh, okay, I can do, I can mm -hmm. put half of my heart to this and then I can kind of do everything else that I want with my other half of my heart. Yeah. And that's often how we enter into our relationship with Jesus. We convince ourselves that like, it's okay. Like, you know, I can be sold out for Jesus with half of me. Like I can love him so well, you know, cry and worship, you know, mm -hmm. pray, go to church occasionally. And then with the other half of my heart, I literally just like follow my own rules, do whatever the heck I want. And like, you know, binge Netflix, for hours and like waste all my time doing these things and I think that yeah. what ends up happening is like we feel that half-heartedness because yeah. I know when I do anything halfway it always ends in failure you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. if I half-heartedly go to the gym I never see like I never get muscles you know <laughs> I've been half-heartedly going to the gym for a long time and let me just tell you there's not much transformation <laughs> Or That's like, real. you know, Those like, ab workouts, yeah. <laughs> so freaking hard. I think about like, there's been times where I've like, you know, started dating a guy maybe half-heartedly in it, being mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It ends every single time. Mm -hmm. And I think the same can be true in our relationship with the Lord is thank goodness that God pursues us wholeheartedly. But until we learn to pursue him in return wholeheartedly, like there's always going to reach this moment where we have to realign and re-get back to the heart of God. And so, yeah. um, that's what we want to talk about in this episode is what does it look like to be set free from this like wishy-washy, lukewarm, in-and-out Christian life that so many of us are used to living? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've talked about this a lot, um, Mac, but 
we have always said we've loved this statement of, um, you know, the world tells us to put your eggs in a bunch of different baskets, right? To do a little Don't bit of... Don't put your eggs in one basket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why do I butcher every freaking statement? I don't know, statement? but it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I got the concept, right? But yeah, don't put your egg in one basket, meaning like don't go all into like one thing. Yeah, like because, have a safety net. Yes, have a backup plan, have a safety net. And we're used to living like that. Like I remember myself in college, it was like I was a part of delight. I had multiple friend groups. I um, made sure I was involved in multiple things on campus, like spreading myself so thin um, to just always have a safety net, always something to do, always somebody to fall back on. And it really runs you dry. It really runs you empty. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, I'm going to put all of my eggs in this very like um, counter cultural thing and just go all in. Um, yeah. and at that moment in time, that was really like going all in to delight and pursuing this idea and this little dream that God had put on our heart. And it really took like putting all of our eggs in that basket to see it all the way through, yeah, um, so to do it with excellence, to go all in. And, um, it was the coolest thing. I think it's like, it really like gets you dependent on God. It increases your faith because you have to just like be there and rely on him to pull through for you. And so I love this. And I think this totally applies to our personal like walk with Jesus. Yes, I so agree. And um, I think about half-heartedness and um, just how it it makes me like feel some type of way, honestly, that we're so almost used to it. We're so used to yeah. There's not many people that you come across that are like, yeah, you know, I just like give my whole heart to Jesus all the time. Like we're almost so used to this kind of like just fly by the seat of our pants, like, you know, in one day, out the next day type of relationship with Jesus. And, and I think that like, what's so beautiful about our God is like, he never stops pursuing you no matter how much you're pursuing him. So like, if you're giving him 10%, he's still giving you hundred percent, which that is good news. Thank goodness. But what you're talking about, Ken's is when we give that hundred percent back to him, gosh, what he can do with our life is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen that in seasons of my own life where like I literally made him the priority. Like I put him first. I, you know, gave him my, my best, my everything. Suddenly there was new things flowing out of my life that like I didn't even know were possible, yeah. you know, like yeah. I didn't even know were possible. I think about delight. I think about like relationships and friendships and things like that, that everything but your gym life, everything but my gym life. I still haven't quite figured (laughs) out hundred percent, but just like beautiful, beautiful things. And I I don't think that they were necessarily rewards from, I don't think God was like, now I'm going to give her blessings. I don't think that's God's heart at all. But I think that God says, I am the reward. It's Mm -hmm. intimacy with me Mm -hmm. that then flows into all these areas of your Mm -hmm. life that you start to have different perspective on it. Mm -hmm. And you start to like, you start walking out of your relationship with me, you walk Mm -hmm. out of like the overflow of that Mm -hmm. and the abundance that that has in your life is Mm -hmm. so beautiful and it's so powerful and amazing. And so we Mm -hmm. want to kind of like give you guys some, just some ideas of how to be set free from this halfway in, halfway out mentality. And what does it look like to be wholehearted people? What are markers of wholehearted people that we can begin to practice to almost train our hearts 
put our hearts in like the spiritual gym so that we have like that muscle memory to be wholehearted in every moment of life. And so we have three markers of wholehearted people that we just want to walk through and kind of um, talk about. And uh, the first one is that wholehearted people study, know, and love God's word. And I think this is so important. Um, I think about how hearts, if you read about hearts in scripture, it talks about how hearts are like deceitful and like prone to wonder and all these different things. And so that's why we have to stay connected to God's word because our hearts are our spiritual muscle. That's where we encounter Jesus. Like it's in and through our hearts. And so we have to be so protective of it. So literally going to the word of God is like what going to the gym is for our bodies. Mm. It's like what strengthens us. It's what keeps us healthy. And we have to go back to that place mm. time and time and time again. Like you, it's almost like it's that daily rhythm. Like you can't, mm. you know, you can't go to the gym and like crush it for eight hours once a year. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta go like mm-hmm. three times a week or whatever it is. You know, that's like how the, how it is that we keep our bodies healthy. It's the same with the word of God. And yeah. I know for a lot of people, I think we're all have different kind of relationships with scripture. I think some of us are have so used to reading scripture that we're just kind of numb to it. Mm. We just kind of open it and we're like, cool, love Heard it. That great. Before. Moving on. Um, I think some of us have never really had a good mm-hmm. relationship with scripture and we're kind yeah. of like afraid of it. We don't know if we're going to be able to understand it. We're confused about some things that it mm-hmm. says. And so rather than like wrestling with the hard stuff, we just like avoid it altogether. Yeah. And then I think some of us were just like, you probably would sit down with me across at a coffee shop and you're just like, well, I'm just too busy to read God's word. Mm -hmm. And I've been there where I literally convinced myself that I was too busy for it. And I don't know your relationship with scripture, but no matter where you are, I just think there's something to learning to love understand and rely on scripture. I think Mm. those are three things. Like you have to learn to number one, love it, like be hungry for it. Like Mm. be so excited to open it up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you got to learn to understand it. Like not just like read it and be like, cool. (laughs) Like if you read something Mm. and you're like, what the heck does that mean? Or like, what that contradicts something you said back here, God, like Mm -hmm. dig in, study it, read commentaries on it. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal things to you. Like you got to understand it. Scripture is so rich. It's so alive. And it's almost like, I always say it's like a puzzle. Like once you find this over here in the old Testament and you connect it to something in the new Testament, Mm. you're like, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. It's so fun and cool to like really begin to dig in and understand it. And then number three, to rely on it. Like Mm. not just see it as this checklist, but like actually have a dependence upon the word of God of like, no, no, no. I Mm. need to go for my daily bread, my daily moment encounter with Jesus. Like if I, Mm. I talk about now, like if I don't spend time in God's words, I feel it in the day. Like I feel like almost the lack Mm -hmm. or like the malnourishment of my heart. And that's because I've been able to cultivate a dependence and a reliance on scripture in my life. And so I really believe that scripture is such an incredible marker and way to like train your heart to be wholehearted. Yeah, absolutely. There's been seasons in my life where I feel like I've, or just seasons where I've stopped reading scripture and I can feel an immediate like disconnection. It's then when my mind starts to wander to other things or other other like likings or questions certain parts of God's character and I think it's a really like real tangible 
literally physical tool to connect us to the vine and moments when we feel like there is a part of our heart that's wandering or questioning or doubting this should be our like immediate response to like like, okay no but I know how to like be connected again like I know I know where I can find him um and that's just by opening up the word of God and understanding it for yourself. And I, I feel like there's probably a lot of people listening right now that are like, really, really, that's really going to help anything. <laughs> You're like, like, that's the first tip. <laughs> yeah. And I've for sure been there before. Sometimes yeah. scripture is super hard to understand. And you're like, you're like, this doesn't even make sense and this doesn't change my heart. And I get that, been there before. Um, I really want to encourage you. <laughs> this is funny, but truly like get a study. It could be ours. They're pretty great. But it could be like <laughs> literally any other any other yeah, thing because any, any kind of tool will help you to just be able to like dive a little bit deeper, get the big picture and actually like apply it to your mm-hmm. life without that. I think it can just be really hard and it's oftentimes a waste of time because we're just reading these words that make no sense. So if you kind of like are just like questioning if you resonate with this or if this matters, I would really encourage you to like get a tool, get a Bible study and, and at least try to like understand it better and connect it to your heart. Yeah, that's so good. I love Psalm 119, 105. We all know this scripture. We know it. We love it. But your word is a lamp for my feet, a light to my path. And I think about that is like God's heart for scripture, that it would literally be our daily step. Like it would light up where we're supposed to step next. And then also it lights up what's ahead for us. It helps us to have better vision on our purpose and our calling and brings clarity and peace to our life. And so um, wholehearted people, we study, we know, we love God's word. And so if you want to be more wholehearted, yeah. find rhythms to know, study, and love God's word. Um, the second marker of wholehearted people are people who are deeply rooted in communities of discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so important because oftentimes we've we've all had this pattern. We're like, we're so gung-ho about Jesus. We're like, yes, like maybe you get done with this podcast and you're like, I'm going to surrender it all to the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. And we start out with really good intentions, but the truth is we're human and we fade out quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the passion begins to dissipate and die mm-hmm. out. And that's why we need community. We need mm-hmm. people pouring into us. We need people discipling us. We need friends that carry us to the feet of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so we have to be people who invite people to work, walk the journey of faith with us. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important. You know, scripture is kind of that heart check. It's that place where we go to like have God search our heart. And then discipleship and community gives us the accountability to remain consistent when Mm. the winds begin to blow because life gets hard, you know, Mm -hmm. life, you know, ish hits the fan, things get tough. And that's when community can come and surround you when you don't have the strength yourself, but say, I invited you kins into my life to keep me accountable and Mm -hmm. to pray over me and to challenge me and to, you know, pray for me in hard moments Mm -hmm. of good and bad. Mm -hmm. And so when you see me start to like fade Mm -hmm. out and lose passion, you can come pull me aside and say, Hey, what's going on? I love you. And I know this is your heart. Like what can we do to get you back there? And so that's why community and discipleship is so important. Yeah, for sure. And it really, it really, it really does matter. I think a lot of us are convinced like, ah, I don't have that many Christian friends right now. And it's probably fine. Like I'm spending time in the word I'm praying. I go sit at church, but you know, you're not really building community there, but at least I'm going to church. And like we convince ourselves that it's fine because we're kind of like doing the thing on our own. And it is 
it it's fine, but it's only it's only fine. I think that there'll be huge leaps of growth. Um, so much conviction that brings fruit when you are deeply surrounded by like Jesus loving friends, girlfriends, small groups. And this could look like a number of different things. It could be like a little small group that you're a part of. It could be a discipleship relationship, like a one-on-one relationship. It could be um, church community, being a part of the community. It could be a delight chapter, something on your college campus. Like find a way, and there's a million different ways to to plug in and put yourself yeah. out there just because you realize it's that important. And there's been seasons in my life where I'm so passionate about like not just being a part of a Christian clique. And sometimes that's made me like kind of maybe like go on to the other side of the pendulum and like be like, okay, well, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of people that like aren't believers. This is way more important. This is where we're called to be. And that's great. But the truth is, is that I wasn't growing. I wasn't maturing. And even worse, it it started to take up, up way too much room in my heart. My heart started to change where I was like, okay, yeah, like maybe I can like drink with them. Maybe I can party with them. Maybe I can gossip with them. And all of a sudden you justify certain things in your life that you wouldn't have before. And so, and then like in comparison, there's been seasons where, you know, I've had like, I've had a great group of people, great community and gosh, the growth, the maturity, the change in my own life that happens through that is like leaps and bounds in comparison to anything else. And so it's just truly important and it's fine without it, but it's just fine. Yeah, that's so good. And I would say, I love that you said that kids, because I think that's so true sometimes, like the idea of a big, like friend group it seems like too good to be true you know you're like I'll never find that or like Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I want to be a part of that and I would just say to you make sure that there is at least one person in your heart who always knows the condition of your heart the condition of like how you're feeling about God like someone who is regularly checking up with you on the condition of your heart because I think that is what's most important is someone who is like week by week saying like hey How's your walk with Jesus? What's going on? How are you really doing? Because those are the people, the relationships that matter. So even if right now you're like, I can't find a friend group of 15 amazing Christians, like find at least one because that one person can be the difference maker in your half-hearted approach to God or your whole-hearted approach to God. And so simple and easy, find one person and say, will you check in with me every week? And can I check in with you every week? Yeah. Also to that point too, sometimes I've been a part of Christian groups or small groups or had Christian friends that actually isn't like changing my heart or maybe Mm. it's like just not like maybe where I'm supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe it's just like you just the relationships are a little off or it just doesn't feel like the right fit or something. I even want to encourage you like change it up. Like there's so much more out there. It's important to not just be like in Christian community and just around people that are good people, but really people that like you can resonate with that are going to strengthen you, encourage you, empower you. Like just don't stay in the same place forever. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. Okay, so markers of wholehearted people. The first was that they study, know, and love God's word. The second, they're deeply rooted in communities of discipleship. And then number three, wholehearted people have healthy habits that draw them back to Jesus healthy habits that draw them back to Jesus. And here's the truth. Our habits or the things that we do over and over and over and over again, they ultimately create the condition of our heart. They create 
the, you know, the fertile ground or the soil of our hearts. They decide what our hearts love, what they worship, what they value. We talked about this in a previous episode, Mm. but just like take a look at your calendar, take inventory of those little boxes on your calendar, and you can pretty quickly see what you love, what you worship, or what Mm. you value. You know, it might be uh, you value community. It might be you value money. It might be you value material things. Mm. It might be you value affirmation, all these different things. But does your calendar, does your schedule show that you are wholeheartedly following God? Mm. Because those habits, those things you do over and over again are ultimately going to create the condition where your heart can connect with the Lord. And so Mm. um, they can either draw you closer to Jesus. I think about it. Everything that I wake up and decide to do every single day can either do one of two things, draw me closer to Jesus, or it can wall off my heart from him. Oh, absolutely. Everything. And so I start to like look at my calendar and look at the lens of my heart and like, you know, waking up and spending time with Jesus, that's going to draw me closer to him. Um, you know, sitting down at the end of a long night and watching four hours of TV, it's not really going to draw me closer to Jesus, (laughs) you know, unless it's a good little hallmark. Unless it's the chosen. (laughs) Oh, the chosen. That's true. Um, it might actually wall my heart off from him or just like numb my heart from him, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that do create habits in your life that when your heart maybe begins to drift, you've created habits that catch you time and time again, and they draw you back in. That's why I choose to spend time with Jesus every morning. That's why I choose Mm. to go to church every Sunday. That's why I'm part of a small group that Mm -hmm. like literally, even when I'm not feeling it, Tuesday nights, I go to my small group and that's where like my mm-hmm. heart gets a checkup, you know, yeah. people, that's where that community comes in. That's where that, um, studying the word of God comes in. And then these habits, these things that I do over and over and over and over again are the things that ultimately keep my heart so closely tied to Jesus. They're almost like the tether, the tether that, you know, as soon as I reach that point where I'm a little too far out, it stamps me back and pulls mm. me back into his heart. Yes, exactly. We have to be believers that just like implement discipline into our our every day. And I think, yeah, right after listening to this podcast, you should just sit down and look at your life, look at your day to day, just your day to day and what like routines, what like disciplines um, do you need to change? Because first there's ones that you probably have bad habits that they need to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then second, what new things can you integrate? And even third, like what things do you need to get out of your life. So change, integrate and out like, and really like, really think about that and start to actively do that. I think all of a sudden when we, when we pay attention to these big and small things, we'll see that our life just gets so much more whole again, Mm. like so much more full again. Um, it's the little things too. I think about even like picking up my phone, like in the morning or right before I go to bed at night. And like, we all know it's like that wall that just like goes up immediately and distracts us from hearing God's voice or, um, going all into our scripture reading that morning or whatever it is. And so it's the little things, it's the big things too, to just form our life around, around Jesus. Yeah. It's so good. And, and they're really simple things, these three things, these markers of wholehearted people. But I really believe that, 
um, they're key to stepping into that freedom. Yeah. I'm so tired of the halfway, half in, half out thing. <laughs> like it just is exhausting. It's an uh-huh. exhausting way to live and um, constantly feeling like I have to like make my way back to Jesus when I could just stay so close to him every day. Yeah. If I would begin to like put in these regular routines and rhythms and um, almost just like uh, gutters or not, what do you think when you go bowling? You. The guards. Take the guards down. You know? What are you saying? The guardrails. Yeah. This so that I stay on the street and That's narrow. right. I don't go in the gutter. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? These are just, these are things that help you to stay focused and locked yeah. in on Jesus. So study, know, and love God's word. Be deeply rooted in communities of discipleship. And then have healthy habits that draw you back to yes. Jesus. And wow, what an incredible journey the last six weeks of talking about what does it look like to step into freedom with Jesus. I love mm-hmm. the scripture that talks about it is for freedom that we have been set free. Like Jesus has already done the work of setting yeah. you free. And so now we have to live in that freedom. Like we get to choose. Do we want to live enslaved to the things of this world, the ploys of the enemy? Or do we want to step into freedom with Jesus? The invitation is there. Will yes. we step into it with him? I sure want to. Oh my gosh. Seriously, like... Gosh, I hope like you guys crave that. Like I hope you crave, like you deeply desire, like you hunger for freedom. And it's going to take like working on these things over and over again, confessing, tweaking, changing. Like it's it's not easy, but the reward is so beautiful. Just Mm. freedom, Um, a deeper intimacy with Jesus. And Yeah, I want that for you. I want that for myself. And I'm excited for all of us to receive that in Jesus' name. Um, I hope you guys have loved the Freedom Study. And gosh, it's just so good. So good. Okay, we're taking a couple weeks from the podcast the next few weeks, but we'll be back soon with some more episodes. We love you, fam, so much. And, you know, let's just end it by saying freedom looks good on you. Freedom looks good on you. (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Hey, For the Girl fam, you are listening to Freedom Looks Good on You series. This series actually goes along with one of our newest Bible studies called Freedom Looks Good on You, and it's a six-week series that dives into the Word of God. You guys are getting some scripture in this series, so if you're looking for a new Bible study, if you want to do something with a group of friends or in a discipleship relationship, whatever you want to do or how you want to go through this, it's an incredible personal devo and will change your life. So head to For the girl.com and grab your study and listen along as we dive a little bit deeper through the next few episodes.